Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit ContractProperties.net. This is the Midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. With Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. On 104.5 The Zone. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue. They'll be open in an hour, ready for delivery to you. Edley'sBBQ.com, Edley'sBBQ.com, 12 Southeast Nashville, Sylvan Park. Coming up tomorrow, we'll be live from Nissan Stadium for Toy Field. More information at 1045thezone.com, but uh, one of our favorite shows of the year happens tomorrow as we collect toys for the Salvation Army's Forgotten Angels. That's taking place at uh, Toy Field Nissan Stadium tomorrow. I've got my Santa hat ready. It was in the box of uh, some oh, ornaments oh, and Christmas oh. stuff as we were putting up a tree on uh, Saturday. So Nice. Nice, nice. Nice. So the... Uh, Do some shopping on my way home today. The Titans lose 41-35 to Cleveland. Tennessee and the Volunteers... In a game that was 31 to 7, they fall to Florida 31-19. The Titans trailed 38 to 7 at halftime and the, the final score looks much more respectable at 41-35 the final. So artificial proximity I called it. The the uh the two teams that we were following closely this weekend, the final score does not reflect the the way that that game played out. And both the college and pro level. The Tennessee game was a little bit different in that it was seven to three Tennessee at one point and seventeen to seven at halftime, and not thirty-eight to seven. But a lack of any offense or any creativity in that third quarter for Tennessee led to a slow bleed out with two touchdowns from Florida eventually was- to get to that uh, that thirty-one to seven mark. Quick side Man, note. Man, it was brutal. I said, uh, as we were gathering today, how is Greg Williams not fired today? And yeah. Adam Schefter reports that Greg Williams is fired today. So that asinine zero blitz for the Jets at the end of the the Raiders game that gave the Raiders well, a game. You know, is he trying to fired. get fired? But there's a lot of talk that the reason Adam Gase hasn't been fired is because Greg Williams is a worse alternative. Pick a pick a guy from the staff and promote him. Let, let's let's tell the truth here. They went all out blitz. They didn't want to win that game. They want Trevor Lawrence, but they have to save face with the NFL. So they fire the guy who calls an all out blitz that allowed the touchdown that kept them winless. Well, Greg Williams is that's, not. That's exactly what happened. Greg today. Williams is not sitting in the box or on the sidelines saying. What can I do here that gets us Trevor Lawrence? So you're telling me that 0-11 is different than 0-12 for Greg Williams' job? I'm telling you that Greg, I know him. Greg Williams' ego will not allow him to do something that gets them I'm Trevor I'm looking Lawrence at it from the Jets' perspective. You're telling me that 0-11 is different for Greg Williams than 0-12. 
I don't, I don't care if it's different or not. Greg Williams is an egomaniac. Greg Williams did the Jets a favor yesterday. That, well, he did. It turned out to be a favor. But Greg Williams is not thinking about Trevor Lawrence no, ever. No, ever. but the Jets fired the guy who did them a favor to save face well, for a guy who went all-out blitz, who they gave the defensive coordinator power to, but he's the defensive head coach. Yeah. Adam Gase has no power no over power. the defense. No. All-out blitz, 46-yard touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs on the outside. Ask Raiders that. win. Ra- that, that win... Not only will it allow the Jets to keep the number one pick, because keep in mind the Jacksonville Jaguars also they have one win on the season. They're one and eleven. They're right there. Um, They're right on the Jets. Here. The Jets are zero and twelve, and the Raiders' win keeps them as the first team out in the wild card. And they've been playing horribly. Last so they're still weeks. right there with four games to play. Last three weeks they've been bad. They played well against the Chiefs and lost. Then they got destroyed by Atlanta. Right. Now they almost lost to the worst team in five. I mean, the worst They had team. lost I, six I thought, straight on the road until yesterday. I thought the Chiefs or Atlanta broke them when I was seeing that score all day against the Jets. Well, Atlanta could The way they got destroyed by Atlanta and then coming off that loss but, to the Chiefs, man, that and was they're, bad. they're right there. My, my point is, today, the storyline is Greg Williams is fired for going all-out blitz when, in fact, everyone behind the scenes there is thrilled that they didn't win that game. And that's the truth. Well, not the coaches or the players. Oh, the the ownership that made the call to fire him is thrilled that they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, the ownership are idiots, though. <laughs> they are. I mean, they hired Adam. But they're Gates. also they're they're idiots. But at but this point, what are you playing so for? No, at this point, you want Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. But. This is ownership that's so smart that they hired Adam Gase when we all knew it was a horrific I, hire. I don't disagree there. Horrific. Are we positive Trevor Lawrence is better than Kyle Trask? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, what happens with Darnold? Like, Kyle what's, Trask what's is Darnold so good, worth? but also Dan Mullen is so, so good at quarterback development and offensive scheme that they he gives him so many different... Oh, he's very good. If Kyle Trask was Trevor Lawrence, there, Kyle Trask would have started in high school and college prior to this year. Though Mullen, I, I agree with you, the Mullen anointment, uh, you know, once he's got Mullen's thing on him, exposes him as... I mean, we've seen it before. Very, Baker very Mayfield good. couldn't even get a scholarship and then went on to win a Heisman and be the first overall pick. And just shredded the title. I mean, there are guys who are late bloomers, and Kyle Trask is certainly one of them. I agree with oh, you. I, I think Baker Trevor, Mayfield found Lincoln Riley. I think Trevor Lawrence is the better option. Baker Mayfield looked pretty good without Lincoln Riley yesterday against the Titans, too. He's a pretty good quarterback. Baker, I, I, Baker Mayfield had thrown two touchdown passes in the previous four games before yesterday. The Titans made him look great. Again, he's a good quarterback. The Titans made the, a good Browns team look great yesterday. What is Darnold now worth, like in the Josh Rosen scenario, where a team drafts a quarterback high he's worth and then is terrible and then What's drafts Darnold a better worth? quarterback? Very little. Well, there are middle-of-the-road teams that are not going to be in position to draft a good quarterback who liked Sam Darnold when he was coming out, what, two years ago, rated him very high, and have watched him just get messed up by the Jets situation. He's been hurt. I think the guy's still attractive. I mean, is he better than Drew Locke? I think it's conceivable that he's better than Drew Locke. He's certainly better than Mitch Trubisky. You don't think he's better in some of those scenarios? The Dolphins gave up a second-round pick for him, for Rosen. For Rosen, which proves too expensive. But, I mean, Sam Darnold's Darnold's better than Rosen by a lot, isn't he? Yes. 
I mean, Sam Darnold, this is a new element of quarterback market that we never thought we'd see. A guy who was a first-round draft pick two years ago whose team stayed bad, and they've now gotten a better first-round draft pick. So there's a pool of two-year-old first-round draft picks that's now available on the market. We ne- this is un- inconceivable to me. Like, three years ago, this was a non-existent market. Now there's a whole new market. I don't know why I've never thought about this before, by the way. One other thing on Tennessee, Florida, watching Kyle Trask play that entire game on, on Saturday, he's been Roethlisberger. If you're looking for a comp in the NFL – that, yeah, that to me, is what Rogers. he is as an NFL quarterback. It's been his size, everything about him, the way he can get out of pressure, but he's not a big running threat. He's also difficult to bring down because he's so big. But people don't realize he's, what, 6'6", 245, similar to Ben Roethlisberger. He's just a big dude. Let's why, go. Why does Bailey not finish that game? We'll get into that. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it because now you allow J.T. Shroud to come in and look pretty good. So the same way Harrison Bailey looked pretty good at the end of games, stupid when it got out of hand. So now you got these two guys who both, I guess, are viable Charity to start stuff. against Vanderbilt. Here's one thing I don't want to see though, definitively. I don't want to hear about Garantano getting reps in practice. This week. <laughs> you I don't will. want to hear about them oh, repping every will. player. You rep two guys. I'm fine with repping Bailey and Shrout and letting those guys play. Bailey should be the one starting. But if you want to tell me that Shrout looked good enough to where you want to give him another look, whatever. But only those two guys get reps. The third guy getting a rep is Brian Maurer in an RPO setting. That's no. it. No. Don't even, need, don't even need a rep for that. Just two. Just give me two guys. No rep for the RPO settings. I don't want to hear about Garantano <laughs> going back through the motions and having a great week of practice to get ready for Vandy. <laughs> If that game happens, which I'm still not convinced. That's, yeah, that's a big if. You hearing anything on their roster? Honestly, though, knowing Vandy and how much they value the one game against even a bad Tennessee team every year, I bet even the guys who stepped away last week and quit the team might rejoin the team just to play Tennessee this well, week. Well, Candace Story Lee's statement yesterday, and you know, she snapped back at the Georgia AD, made it sound like they were going to finish out the season playing. She said they were prepping for Tennessee. They were in the process of prepping for Tennessee when they canceled that game. 3 p.m. this Saturday. 615-737-1045. Number midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. 104.5 The Zone. Play fake. Tannehill. Flushed out to his right. Looking. Throwing into the end zone. Caught! Corey Davis! Touchdown! Titans! Davis! battling for the ball and winning the jump. Corey Davis, 11 catches on 12 targets for 182 yards and that score. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone. We go to the phones and we say hello to Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to... uh, I don't don't feel like we're giving... Uh, Cleveland enough credit here. They just came in and they beat us down. It felt like deja vu all over again from two weeks ago with the Colts, except we were on uh, the other side, this lopsided beat down. You know, we're 0-2 against Ohio. Now, here's that's a yeah. little funny stat there. But, you know, the game felt over even before that uh, bad spot with Derrick Henry. It felt over before then. I don't know if you felt really? that way. At 3 nothing. Why did it feel over? Was that three nothing? Yeah. 
Yeah, then they made it 10 nothing. then Henry fumbled, and they went down and scored and made it 17. Maybe it's the fumble I'm thinking about. But anyways, yeah, rough game, guys. Uh, it, it just – they beat us bad, but I feel like there's a uh, – I don't know. We got to play better than that. Very, very disheartening. Hey, but did you hear the ref say uh, Nashville instead of Tennessee? Yes. Fleet Blakeman. Yes, did you hear that? I thought oh, of Chad. Chad was very that. happy with that. I thought Chad that. loved it. I, I did. I'm like, hey, oh, let's perfect. let's get this thing going. Let's get it trending. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville Titans. The uh, So the Browns converted seven of eight first half third downs. If they get off the field on a couple of these third downs, is a different game. You know, there's a – just a, it, even as bad as it was, they score – get the ball back, score again, and then the Browns faced a third and 12 after Baker Mayfield was flagged for intentional grounding on a nice rush by Harold Landry. Sets up third and 12 on the loss of down. They convert it. Austin Hooper. Just I mean, just pitch and catch. Intentional ball. grounding takes a 10-minute meeting every time. Nobody can just say, yeah, he threw that ball from inside the tackle box to no receiver. I'm throwing the flag. It's always a meeting and a flag drop. That annoys the hell out of me. Look, the the Browns went field goal, touchdown, touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Yeah. That's their first half. Outrageous. And as Jarvis Landry said, we did whatever we wanted with no resistance, no real resistance once they got That's going. quite a quote. Paxton, our next caller. Hey, Paxton. Hey, guys, thank you for taking my call. Um, so I agree with the last caller that, you know, Cleveland just came in and, and beat us, um, and, and that's all we can say about it. I will say this. One thing I would like to see more uh, moving forward, because we need to be in, we're in playoff mode now, obviously. Uh, I want to see us take the, uh, if we win the coin toss, I don't ever want to see us defer ever again. We need to come out, and we need to come out hard, and we need to come out fast. Um, I would also like to see us do make more of a planning around what the defense's weaknesses are. I get that we have Derrick Henry, and he is the king. He's the greatest thing we we got going on right now. However, what you saw Cleveland do yesterday, they got two great backs as well in Chubbs and uh, Kareem Hunt. But they went out and they air attacked and they exposed our horrible secondary. Why didn't we do that? Why didn't you know you got Tannehill and you got two stud receivers in AJ Brown and Corey Davis? Why are we not airing this thing out and then running the ball once we get the league like Cleveland was trying to do? So I would really like to see those two changes, guys, moving forward. Um, I'll hang up and listen, guys, and go Titans. Were you, were you disappointed in Corey Davis's day? Corey Davis was excellent. I'm mystified about the coin toss thing. I got a lot of this on Periscope last night. It was three nothing. I mean, to make it sound like there was some like. Um, establishment touchdown off of off of deferring that that caused things. First off, the Titans were losing this game no matter what. Secondly, it was not a bad thing. I just go out. I did as well. Hopefully, we're still on the air. Keep going, Paul. So, secondly, I mean they give Cleveland the ball first and uh, and they score a field goal. I, I don't know how that was some terrible thing. Well. They give the field goal, but then they don't get the fourth and one spot. Right, but if they came they back the ball and back. went seven three, how do you complain about the touchdown? I mean, how do you complain about the coin toss? The, the coin toss, yeah. Well, I think the, the the complaint would be this offense is at its best 
in rhythm, uh, playing with a lead because that gets Derrick Henry going. Uh, they they run their offense through Henry. You know the first drive stats, though. I've been amazed that you've said a couple of times, like, and they scored a touchdown <laughs> on their first drive for the first time since. They've done that now. What until yesterday they had done that three consecutive games. Yeah. And they would have done it, I think. I mean, I felt like they would have done it on this drive if they got the spot. I guess. I mean, it, I don't understand why it's an unwritten rule that you can't challenge a spot and win. I don't. I don't get it. It, it seems to me like, like the easiest thing to see. And Paul, because it's something like that's it's something replay, that's right? often messed up. Like if you're looking at changing things that were wrong, it's easy to mess up a spot. Did you think the spot was correct when you saw the replay? I didn't see anything definitive on the replay to change it. I thought the spot was poor live, uh, but then I didn't see anything so on the replay. That while changed. they're reviewing it, we're in a commercial. They actually move the football after after they measured. They move the football, and it goes to the other side of the hash as Cleveland's offense comes back out on the field. After they measured. When they yes. measured, it was two links. Yeah, and then they move the football back. To the other side of the hash, the referee did. It, it's it was weird. Um, and if you go back and watch, you'll see the football on the other side of the hash whenever Cleveland takes the snap. See, people aren't going to like this, but I feel like you're in third and one. You have two shots at it there. Make it not make it not a question. You, you've got the best running back in the game. You you toyed around with the Brewer BS. So you've got two cracks to make a definitive first down. So we're giving the Browns credit. The defender gets a ton of credit on Sheldon the Brewer. Richardson? No, on, oh, on the Brewer uh, pass breakup. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's action. going to be a he catch if not for over. a great defensive effort. Yeah, he was draped all over him. I've got it in front of me here. It was uh, Goodson. Very good play. Very good play. And again, if he's making that play on Swaim, or Pruitt, or Ferkser, I think those guys hold on to it, even despite the very good defense, because it was a well-thrown ball, and it was a catchable ball. Yeah. Let's go back to the phones, and we go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Hey, guys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really getting tired of the whole second-half push that we have to do every week. I don't understand it, and uh, I don't know what we can do about these D-backs. Uh, it was obvious that uh, it was just eating them up. The other thing I wanted to comment on is that, you know, it's sad that um, our quarterback shows like he's got these interceptions. Two of them went right through our defender, I mean, our, our receivers, you know. So I don't know how many how many he got talented uh, uh, for yesterday. But at, at eight opportune times, he dropped and touched the, touched the ball with two hands and not catch it. On two occasions, and, and AJ Brown just missed that, that that you know that deep ball. That was like uh, a knife in my heart there. Dependable guys too. I mean, Humphreys yeah. is not a dropper, um, and that's a terrible, terrible play. We didn't get to talk to him, and uh, and and Brown, you know, not just a drop, but he fumbled the ball twice. Um, and also that play before the half makes no sense. What are they doing there? You have a chance to throw something to the sidelines and maybe get a crack at a field goal. But throwing a ball to A.J. Brown there, he's got to score a touchdown. Did he intentionally fumble that ball? 
to try to get someone to pick it up and score it? Was that like an intentional fumble ruski with the last play? That's not allowed. But I'm I mean, watching it comes and I'm back thinking, to the spot. well, they scored a touchdown later on his fumble. Yeah, but that's uh, not end the game scenario. And there's some there's some wrinkle in the rules that makes it okay in the one spot and not okay in the other. That would have come back to the spot of the fumble. It was just such a weird play that I'm I'm thinking, was the goal that once he got hit or got close to going down to fumble it and then hope someone picks it up? And the other fumble, uh, Michael Pruitt, who's the other player of distinction in this game outside of Corey mm-hmm. Davis, uh, bailed him out um, by with a timely recovery. The ball security was not good enough in this game. Hen- Henry with the doesn't fumble, um, and he fumbled there. Never. And his yeah. body language after that told you he was uh, furious. I thought I thought after that fumble, and I don't remember the timing exactly. I was like, "Oh, he's going to be mad now." And Mad Henry is generally good Henry, but that didn't really come to fruition. Josh, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? A uh, couple of points that I wanted to address here. Uh, I thought the uh, I think the idea that the defensive coordinator uh, not being a real drop off. Um, is a little disingenuous to what's actually happening. I, I mean, I don't believe, um, now, Paul, you can you can refute this, but I don't believe that in one year players like Rashawn Evans, uh, who was a budding star, Kevin Byard, who is a superstar-level talent, um, and other players on the team are taking that far of a step back for our defense to look this lost at times. I mean, there was a play that I keep going back to in the Colts game where they ran levels. They ran high and low. And Trey Burton wound up catching the ball, and then going, uh, his momentum took him out of bounds. But if not for that, he would have had an open touchdown. Both players on the high-low were wide open. I mean, there just seems to be no communication, no idea of what, what they're running. The soft zone, I mean, in, in, especially in regards to Shane Bowen, he is both your outside linebacker coach and likely your defensive play caller. He's got to go because the outside linebackers think this year. They've regressed. Uh, far more than you would have ever expected. Harold Landry leads with what? Three and a half sacks. You think he's regressed, Harold Landry? Harold Landry's absolutely regressed. He had nine and a half sacks last year. He's had three and a half he has three and a half this year. He has three and a half. I now have... some of that falls on coverage, which is which also falls on Bowen, because if he's calling the plays, he's the one responsible for this soft zone nonsense. And well, who's really who's the other outside linebacker team. that regressed? Because the other outside linebacker shouldn't even be playing uh, second outside linebacker. I mean, that, to me, is John Robinson's fault. I, oh, I would that, never oh, have absolutely. Derek well, Roberson. So John Robinson needed to go after a more veteran play caller as well, which falls on both Robinson and Rabel for not taking that more on their shoulders. That's you Rabel's know, John, that's John, John Robinson doesn't hire the staff. Yeah, Vrabel hires the staff. Well, then, okay, then it falls, on, it falls completely on Vrabel. Vrabel knew, understood coming in, okay, I have to bring in Dean Pease, who's an experienced play caller, and he had our defense. Even if you believe that we don't have that many elite players, we had things like Logan Ryan getting coverage sacks. We had the players playing coordinated, playing together. Bayard had his two best years under Dean Pease, you know? So I just don't believe that not bringing in a defense coordinator can be that low on your uh, accountability meter. You make you make fair points, but you the, like the play you're talking about with Trey Burton, I think Kevin Byard's allowed to be there and make the play. And I think you're really overstating Rashawn Evans being a budding star last year. I think Rashawn Evans 
Uh, well, either way, he's gotten worse. games last year, and he's gotten worse. He's gotten worse well, he, along yeah, with most he, of the players on defense. Re- even if you don't believe he was a budding star, he's regressed to the point where he doesn't even look playable at times. Yeah, I agree. You know? All right, guys, thank you for your time. I'll hang up and listen. I just don't know how you go from bringing Dean Pease out of retirement and Dean Pease doing great work while he's here to Dean Pease retiring and just saying, oh, we're good, we got this. We don't even need a coordinator. We needed DP so badly, I called my buddy to get him out of retirement. But now we got it. We're set. Our outside linebacker coach can't even technically be the defensive coordinator, but he'll call plays. And we can do this together. It was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. I don't disagree It's cost the Titans, at least in part, yes, John Robinson's gaffes contributed to this, but it's cost the Titans in part from going from good to great this year. I don't disagree that it was a mistake. I want to clarify there i i i think there's it's kind of weird and all of that i think though sometimes it lets guys off the hook for personal accountability and that Rashawn evans needs help lining up from from teammates sometimes that's first and foremost on Rashawn evans i don't know what the hell's going on with Rashawn evans but that first and foremost is a Rashawn evans problem did we see a lot of that last year with him um I don't recall that. I don't. I don't recall that either. But how long does he need his hand held to know what he's doing? He needs well, to know whatever, what he's doing. But again, whatever was happening last year was working. So I don't know. Was Dean Pease holding his hand, or were they just more organized to where he knew what to do a year ago? And I'll point to it again. Kevin Byer continues to say a lack of coordination, getting out coached. I think it's it's two parts. They're not good enough personnel-wise, and they're confused. And you see that with the players. He talked about Harold Landry regressing. I agree with that. And watch Harold Landry yesterday. I counted three different times. Get fooled to a level you're rarely going to see a guy get fooled on a simple play-action fake. Where Harold Landry's top job is to go get Baker Mayfield, or at least attempt to. But he is breaking back to the middle of the field on a fake to a running back and getting completely lost. That's a Harold Landry problem, but it goes along with the regression of a lot of guys in that defense. Harold Landry is the biggest example in a lot of ways of this team's personnel failure because one of the first things Shane Bowen said in an outside linebacker conversation was, we've got to get this guy's snaps down. And the guy is consistently playing 88 or 98% of the snaps, which is not what they wanted. Which is, which is what they're forced to do because of what? Because they have no outside linebacker. But to compare, you know, playing opposite Roberson, I mean, he ended the year last year playing opposite Kamale Correa and Reggie Gilbert. Yeah. It's Sharif Finch for early portion of the year before he went on IR. Well, it's been a, I, Sharif Finch before they cut him or put him on IR. Yeah. Or waived him for injury, whatever oh, whatever mean, category you want to put him in. Look at the outside linebackers they've had. I mean, it, it's a terrible list. Draft-wise, outside of Landry, fail, 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 fail. Yeah. Uh, free agent-wise, what, you get six games out of Cameron Wake? You, you get uh, six games out of Vic Beasley, who did absolutely nothing. Clowney's gone. I mean, that's a failed position on the scale that wide receiver was a failed position forever. 615-737-1045, our number. We can take it in a variety of directions. We will discuss Isaiah Wilson as well, who in the latest the latest lineage here of 
off the field issues and storylines. He's suspended by the team for conduct detrimental to the team. We'll we'll discuss this coming up. Violation of team rules. 615-737-1045. Number midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue 1045 the zone. Day 180 Looks delivered by Edley's Barbecue. Brown, Brown at the five. Brown lost the ball. It's been picked up by Pruitt, who takes it into the end zone. Touchdown, Titans! Mitchell ripped it out as Brown fumbled for the second time in this game. The ball went backwards. Pruitt picked it up and rambled into the end zone for a score. Is that Pruitt's second touchdown in the third quarter? It sure is. There you go. To the phones. John Dwyer has called in. Hey. Yes. John, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, you, uh, you you, were talking about 20 minutes ago about that fourth and one call. And, and I, you know, I, I usually wouldn't call in. I enjoy your show. You always hit all the, all the marks. I, I get so irritated with this. And Paul's right. <clears throat> you take care of it at third and one. You don't leave it up to fourth and one. But it was a short one. And let's just say, for argument's sake, it was 10 inches. Yep. I hate the call where they get too cute, where they go to a shotgun. That ball needs to move 11 inches, and you move the chains. Why offense coordinators feel compelled to take the ball at least five yards back of that mark and then give it to a running back with no momentum going forward? I would have waited. I said, this is going to be epic fail. They're in a shotgun. Why don't you just go to a shotgun put Tannehill up at the very last second, snap the ball, and fall forward and get the yard or get the 10 inches. It's a whole different deal if it's fourth and a long one or fourth and two. Then you can go shotgun and and, and do your different maneuvers. But it bit them in the butt for being too cute. And I wanted to see if I was being too too much about it. The, the, the boy I went to the game with, a 14-year-old kid, was like, you're, you're absolutely right. Why would you take the pigskin that needs to go 11 inches and take it back five yards and then try to get, you know, six yards. It's, it's stupid. And two, and I'll hang up, the spot after it, you are absolutely right, was not at the original place. I'm not sure whether the spot after they measured and they were two inches short was then a first down or maybe it was a full yard and back. I, I can't recall, but I know my eyes were not deceiving me. That ball was not spotted where the two inches yeah, where they were they, short two inches. they moved it a football length further downfield where cleveland took over like on the other side of the hash it, it was bizarre when you when yeah, you physically I, saw I, them I'm pick up the football and move rules it. or i don't know where they need to maybe, maybe they get the market on, on if it was right up against the hash yeah and i thought that was there but i just want to hear your take on that play call i I, you know, I just think falling forward and moving the chains is what you do. I hate taking the ball back six yards. Uh, I'm with you, John. Good to hear from you, John. Yeah, good to hear from you. I'm with hey, you. Guys. I hate it, too. It's one of my primary complaints at all times. When you've got that short to go, don't snap it four yards in the backfield and give your running back or your quarterback five yards to go mm-hmm. instead of one yard to go. Even or one if it's half not a sneak, go. even if you're handing it off, be under center. People are, t- are way too shy about being under center anymore. It's still useful at and times. What, That's one of the times. And well, what we're saying, Chad, and I know you agree with, we're not. it's the fourth and one that's not really a one. Right, under one. Yeah, I, Tannehill could get that on a sneak. I, I think that Derrick Henry probably got it. I don't love the spot. I will say, though, 
on television watching it live, it's a little bit deceptive because of where his right knee goes down. I know Gene Steratore made a, a good point on that. He said the other angle they're looking at, his right knee touches before his left knee from that sideline spot. Now, I this is what perplexes me. Is typically, that's just given to you as a first down. I think the initial spot yeah. was different than most yeah. spots they'll give you on that play because his the ball on his chest and where his chest lands is almost a yard past it or a half a yard past it. But if when you review it, it got a little murky because of where that right knee goes down, and then he extends the ball afterward. You know, once his knee goes down, that's when he extends it, and he clearly has it at that point. Look, I think it was a bad spot to begin with. I think he probably got it. But I, I'm like John, I hate the play call. If you got that short to go, go under center, sneak it, or run it quickly under center. I'm, I'm, uh, I agree with all these points. I'd like you to get it on third down. Yeah, but I mean, if you're not going to get it on third down, pick up the, you know, pick up the play that you know you can get, right? Oh, I agree. But you should be able to get it with Derrick Henry running if, forward. If you want to get cute. In that part of the field, on third and short, because you feel like you're going to sneak it on fourth and get it anyways, get cute with something that will score you a touchdown. If that's a play-action look to a guy who could actually score or a deep shot at that point, I'm more okay with that. That cutesy play to Brewer, to me, was more of a, it's third and short at the five, and you want him to leak out for a touchdown. Right? Similar to the play the Browns had. Yes. Where they score a touchdown that play, it's more of a you've got a yard to go for a first down, but you got five or six yards to go for a touchdown, and that's the spot of the field where you call that play because it's going to be a touchdown. You feel like in your film study that play is going to lead to a touchdown. That's where you run that. It was just so little reward for such high risk on, on that spot on the field. Where were they at at the time? Maybe the thirty, the thirty-five. They weren't that close to scoring. I, I don't. It was a, it was a weird time for it. At the 42. 42. Paul, Isaiah Wilson on the suspended list. He was listed on the injury report with an illness last week. Placed on the suspended list Saturday. Was he sick? I don't know. But I do know that the uh, suspension is for an accumulation of things, not for a single incident, which I think is relevant. A lot of people asking me, well, how's this going to get through to the kid any more than anything? I, I don't know that it will or it won't, but it's another club in the bag. But an accumulation of incidents meaning a, something else happened. Otherwise, you suspend him prior to this. Well. You don't play him in Indy. Yeah. Playing him I, in Indy was a reward. Well, playing him in Indy was also desperation. They didn't have... A, not on it, an extra point. It's not a desperation. Oh, oh, playing him, like putting him on the field. Dressing him was out of necessity. He's on the field for kneel downs. I mean... Yeah. Well, you're saying playing him was a reward. I mean, an extra point and three kneel downs, I think you could also almost this, view as like an embarrassment. This staff like isn't putting him out him. there, period, if he's about to go on the suspended list for violating team policy. So what happened last week? Something happened. This accumulation of something happened this past week that forced their hand on this. Even if it's an accumulation, it was something that happened that, that added to everything. Final accumulation. accumulation, and it happened last week and, when they announced. Uh, I mean, so he could have been late to another meeting, or or the illness thing. You know, I mean, the guy's been sick a lot, <laughs> a lot. 
Um, so I, I don't know. And, and look, I would th- look, I, I don't expect to see him again this season, right? Newhouse is here. He's in place unless they're hurt again. I, I wouldn't expect to see him in uniform. Um, this would assure me, I was told it's a week. So a week from Saturday is Saturday. So he's not practicing this week. So that gives him no chance to play in Jacksonville. So he's not on the Jacksonville trip. Someone tweeted us earlier. I'm just remembering this and said, the Titans can never again take someone with any character issues in the draft. After Pac-Man Jones and Isaiah Wilson, what were his character concerns coming out of Georgia? And, uh, nothing that was highly published. Immaturity. We're seeing a lot of immaturity. We're seeing some bad driving. But I, I don't know what. It's not Pac-Man Jones who got no, into a pool, no, pool hall no, brawl. No. Nothing. And how do these other things happen? It's nothing like that. No, it's a, it, listen, we're all down. So they shouldn't draft Wilson. Jeffrey Simmons? Right. Yeah. Good, good point. point. I mean, it's no, an I, insult I, I to Isaiah Wilson my to, point to is, group him with Pac-Man Jones. Right, he doesn't deserve to be grouped with Pac-Man Jones. I don't Jones. look at that as Isaiah Wilson's character issues or big problems that he had at Georgia. It's just a, I, I don't know how. Let me put it this way. I'm trying to say this without sounding too condescending or insensitive to the to the guy. I don't know how he can be this bad at being mature at all and handling his business and how you can meet with him and do your research and fool the Titans to the level of taking a reach on him at 29 in the first round. It doesn't add up. Chad, he had a jolly laugh. Great laugh on the guy. Hearty laugh. I mean, he just kind of, as soon as he laughed, you kind of had a good feeling about the guy. I think Didn't they Mel say Kuyper, stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. I think Mel Kuyper should add, uh, like, a good laugh to his draft assessment. Put a new column in the thing. Good speed, laugh. long reach, great, laugh. great motor, <laughs> terrific laugh. His laugh really blew the scouts away. I mean, I think they, they like they, <laughs> think about it. They like the fact that he's a mammoth that had a mean streak on the field. But a nice laugh. And then they pointed out that he, yeah, his laugh was infectious in the meetings at the, uh, well, at it's the combine. Infectious, all right. It's so infectious that he's sick all the time. Yeah. And I'll also go back to this. What was going on at Georgia that allowed him to be productive and oh, be a starter on that offensive line? Well, think line? of the cocoon they could put this guy in at Georgia. Uh, think of at the college level how much you can um, – I mean, how much you can do in the NFL, too? They have to work all the time. They're always at the facility. Like You can cocoon guys up yeah, to an extent there. Yeah, but there's more freedom in the NFL to go do drunken donuts. <laughs> I guess. You just don't have to drive anywhere in college. I guess on, the right, on the right <laughs> campus, you don't have to drive. Yeah, he's just walking from his dorm to I, – I guess he went to class. I don't know. He had Dockage right there. You were in Dockage. This guy. <laughs> I'm reading Dockage on Twitter right now going at it with Kentucky basketball fans because he was railing on them being one and three. Yeah, this guy can't even can't even drive. I can't get the guy car keys. Got an Uber everywhere. What's the Uber budget? I don't get it. Not only are they just not making, aside from just making him inactive. Well, I think I think they're, look, they're you suspending. suspend him. That means he's not around, right? Well, do, doesn't so that you're mean, sick of him. You want him away. Well, doesn't that mean they're not paying him? Well, I think I, here's the thing. I'll, I'll look into this. I think this gives you some potential. Here, here we're on to something. If you're cutting him at some point, you now have some potential to recoup some bonus. There. For conduct detrimental to the team, that type of thing. Because if you suspend them, you can suspend without pay if you violate that policy. That's in the contract. This could be watershed moment in terms of 
Um, I say that's in the contract. That's in a standard contract language that we would discuss on the show. Yeah. Now, why would you go away from the standard contract language when the guy has such a good laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lebowski. Lebowski writes in and says, fun chuckle. Uh Uh-oh, drop him to the third round on our board. (laughs) Fun chuckle. We don't like that chuckle. Uh, All things on Twitter says. We prefer a hearty laugh (laughs) in our guys. Could you try that again? That was too... Too much of a chuckle. One more time. Let's try to say something. Let's put on oh, a Santa Claus. We're going to put on Dave Chappelle stand up, and so you don't manufacture the laugh. We want a legitimate laugh out of you. This is our new 15 minutes. We're going to roll comedy here and see how you laugh. For the microphone, please, this time. We didn't catch that last laugh. We got to play this back. For, Sad. for our owner. We got to play it back for our owner. Yeah, we want to see how Miss Amy thinks. You remember about the days whenever we would do the fake laughter on the oh, show? Oh, oh, maybe we have some oh. laugh. We, yeah, we had that. It was Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. Oh, I have that, and I have Watching the Bradshaw laughter. Oh, the Terry. The Terry. <laughs> oh, my God, Terry. John, Mike, did Isaiah Wilson sound anything like this? <laughs> oh, my God, Terry. Oh. I think he sounded... Uh, I love the, oh, my God, Terry, most about yeah, that. I think of Terry McCormick every time. I'm Im- Jerry, please. I'm, Im- I'm, I'm imitating Terry. Terry, give us another joke about the kinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm imitating Terry Bradshaw there, so I failed by saying, oh, my God, oh. Terry. I should have said, oh, my, oh my God, God Strahan. Or, oh, my God, uh Well, he's Howie. laughing himself. God, he was yeah. giving himself Terry. props. One more time, Reed. <laughs> Terry. That's pretty good considering I was it's really good. Midday 180 delivered by Edley's Barbecue.